yeah, and Stockholm is located uh, close to Stockholm Archipelago, and uh, that area is like the mecca of swim run in, in the world. It's uh, uh, you can see people running around in the grocery stores wearing swim run equipment. Welcome to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I am Chip. And I'm Chris, and welcome to episode 53 of the show. This is officially year two of the show. Sophomore. Sophomore. Mm-hmm. And we have something really special this week. So special, in <laughs> fact, that we're actually afraid we might be setting the bar a little bit too high for ourselves. <laughs> and we're never going to preach this good? again. I think, I think it might have been too good. Okay. So on this show, we have co-founder, chief designer of Arc Sports, Daniel Sand. Um, this is the guy that literally came up with the concept of a swimwear wetsuit. And revolutionized the sport um, when he was at uh, head, head Sports and came up with putting the zipper in the front, chopping up the legs, making it swim run specific. And then when he went to Arc Sports, revolutionized the sport again with the next generation swim run wetsuit. So this is a great one. Yeah. Love it. If we sound like fanboys, it's because I think we are. And he was hear, great on it. Yeah. I thought we were we were doing pretty well. Yeah, I think we did a good job. And honestly, it's so easy to root for ARC Sports, I think. So I think uh, this is a really cool conversation, and we'll talk more about that later in the show. Well, on to our shout-outs this week. So we, we year two of this show, and every week, we, we at the end of, if you listen to the end of every episode, we always thank our wives. But this week, we are giving them a proper shout-out to my wife, Kristen, or my partner Kristen and 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 Chris's partner wife Susan, they have um, seemingly limitless. Although we have sniffed near the limit a few times, so we know it. Yeah. There is a limit somewhere. There is a limit. There is a limit. Support of us and for this podcast and for the sport of swim run. I mean, as you might imagine, it's a lot of work to finagle two kids. Bedtimes, dent, food, this. Oh, we got to record it this time. We record mm-hmm. this and that. We got to go here. We got to travel. Everyone knows how crazy it is um, and is a very thankless job, but we're trying to take the time to say thank you. So, again, Kristen and Susan, thank you very much. Yep. As we're starting out on the second year of the show, obviously it wouldn't be possible without uh, you two. Much appreciated. Definitely. So now for adventure time slash training updates. So the holidays are past us, which is good. And we're ready to buckle down and start making some progress on our plans for both charting a cool swim run course at Lake Sonoma and also um, training for potential races coming up. Um, we're also planning to, to well, well, let me put it this way. We are in the works of planning the first ever inaugural Low Tide Boys road trip to SoCal to train with some of our friends from the crew down there, Andy, Mel, Kelsey, Sean, and Philip, and the rest of the folks. Um, hopefully, this will be the first of many of these types of road trips. And uh, yeah, we're planning on you know trying to make some good content around that. I guess in other news, I joined Tower 26 and am committed to making more gains in the pool to be able to keep up with Chipper. Um, so if you, if, if you want to know why you can definitely check out episode 32 with tower 26 founder, Jerry Rodriguez or episode 42 with tower 26 coaches, Megan Melgard and Jim Lubinsky, both pretty interesting and illuminating episodes. Yeah. And just packed with like swim knowledge. So much. Yeah. And the, the tower 26 program is pretty, pretty impressive. I was taking a little look ski at it myself and. I don't know how long I'll be able to go not being on the program. <laughs> anyway, on to this week in Swim Run, powered by RaceID.com. Cue the theme song that everybody loves. Maybe just us. <laughs> <laughs> So there isn't any races going on right now, but we have a bunch of Swim Run related news. Registrations opening up. So Odyssey Swim Run has opened up registration for three of their races thus far. Orcas Island, Casco Bay, and Austin. So you can register, or if you register by January 14th, you can get the lowest price of the year. So if you're looking to save some money, go for it. Earlier is better. They also have a new race on the calendar in 2021, Swim Run Ludington in Michigan. 
Registration hasn't opened yet. They're waiting for a few little permits to kind of trickle in there. Uh, but that event looks pretty cool. There is a little bit of a teaser trailer out on their website, so go take a look on that. But two words to inspire you to register, sand dunes. Sand dunes. Sand dunes. Running on them and stuff. Hopefully not the not the sand people. No, not the, the sand people. What? Yeah. T- t- Tatooine? Tatooine, yeah. yeah. And they're shooting yeah. at the... Uh-huh. You know, Star Wars. You watch The Mandalorian, you kind of get another side of the sand people, by the way. That's true, you do. Season two. And for (laughs) those of you looking for a truly epic event to race in 2021, Rockman Swim Run registration is opened up over on raceid.com. The race is August 14th, 2021. If you haven't seen their YouTube video trailer for it, go check it out on Marcus Barton's YouTube channel. All that stuff is linked in the show notes there. And if you're wondering what Rockman is about, what about this race, who, tell us about the race director, Thor. Go check out episode 26 of Low Tide Boys. We got it for you. We talked to him last year. You hear all about the 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 Rockman and Thor himself. Additionally, the registration window for the Utilo World Championship opened up. They have a press release there with all the details on how to enter, so check that out. Links in the show notes. Registration's opened until January 20th, so make sure your race results are up to date, and best of luck getting a spot on the starting line there. Finally, we want to do one little update note that Swim Run North Carolina had to move the date of their 2021 event from October 24th to November 7th due to some park permit issues. So unfortunately that does overlap it or stack it on the same day of Odyssey Swim Run Austin. So you will have a little bit of a choice to make there if you want to race one of those. Yep. And that's it for the week. Feel free to email us with any tips or Swim Run news that you want us to cover on the show. On to Low Tide Boys updates. We got a lot of fun things in the works for 2021, including focusing on swim run teams in February to get a better sense on how good teams work together and share funny stories. We're also going to be helping to promote the All the Way, the making of Swim Run Champions movie in March, starring George and Pontus, everyone's favorite. And we're going to be hosting some some live podcasting while on the road at events, COVID permitting, and on our uh, forthcoming TBD, hopefully happening, road trip to San Diego. Yes. We've also added some new content on our website that you all should check out. Under the resources tab, you can now find our 2021 U.S. Swim Run race calendar for all the races that we know about. If we're missing some, please let us know. <laughs> I think yeah. we got them all. All the ones in the United States, at least. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's what we're going for. Now, on to this week's interview with Daniel Sand, co-founder and chief designer over at Arc Sports. Yeah, as we mentioned at the start of the show, like this week's interview is so good. Um, Daniel Sand, he's co-founder and chief designer at Arc Sports and is pretty much singularly responsible for the swimmer wetsuit that we all take for granted. Um, Daniel's journey to revolutionize swim run started in 2014 when he started to design the first swim run specific wetsuit when he was working at Head. And in 2017, he left Head to co-found Arc Sports and he revolutionized the swim run wetsuit again um, by creating the wetsuit that's more commonplace today, sort of the next gen. Running forward style. Running forward style. So this interview, we cover a lot of stuff to hit the history of the swim run specific wetsuit. Um, it's innovation over the years. Daniel's role at the center of that. We talked about his rationale for leaving head to start Arc Sports and get more sort of design freedom. We also broke down the design process to be some, some of our favorite wetsuits, the VIG, the Orno, the Uto. And of course, there was ample discussion on the Keel Pool Buoy, including an exclusive... <gasps> exclusive! that you'll have to listen to to hear about that um we also asked the tough questions about product durability and how arc sports is working on that as well um finally we talked about what the future holds for swimmer and equipment and for arc sports so a lot of awesome stuff here and like i said i think that we might be setting the bar a little bit too high for ourselves and daniel was great and again can't help but root for Arc Sports. They're just such a cool company and a pleasure to to interview. Absolutely. So enjoy Daniel Sand, Swim Run Wetsuit Mastermind. <laughs> yeah. All 
right. With us today, we have Daniel Sand, who is the man of many swim caps, as Chipper would say. He's director of R&D, design, sales, planning, all kinds of stuff at Arc Sports. He's also essentially the, um, you know, the chief architect for the second generation of swimmer wetsuits that have come online. So welcome to the show, Daniel. Yeah, thank you very much. So we're we're super stoked to have you on because you know we geek out about the swim run gear and spe- wetsuits is obviously a key part of that. Um, and you're really kind of at the center of that. How how did that happen? Like like did you study design in college and then somehow find yourself in the wetsuit world? Like give us a little bit of your origin story. Uh, yeah, actually, I I, I have a. Um, quite a fashion background actually i was in the fashion business for for quite a long time after after school i lived in new york and in paris and uh, milan and london and everywhere and, uh, and had a, yeah got a, quite a good view of the uh, the fashion world and the, that business and um, i always been uh, very active done lots of sport myself been um, uh, doing track and field, uh, love running. And um, uh, with that combination, I've always been interested in sport and fashion. So um, I've uh, done st- studying uh, graphic design and, uh, uh, and yeah, we, I was running uh, an own um, uh, design agency. Uh, love to build brands from from like the uh, the ID to finish, yeah, to finish brand hopefully successful. Um, and then I had the chance to 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 launch head uh, head swimming in in the Nordic region, uh, and that was actually the first time I I, I heard about uh, uh, swim run. I met Mikael Lemmel, uh, the founder of Ötelö, uh, some years before that. And uh, I knew a little bit of, of a crazy uh, happening that some people was doing. And uh, there, were, <laughs> there wasn't a name of the sport when, when I started. It was right. like um, yeah, a kind of adventure racing uh, thing you, you, some crazy people were doing. So... Uh, but just to to launch head uh, swimming in in the Nordic region, I, I felt that I need something to uh, something which is more um, interesting than just pool swimming. Uh, so I felt okay. Let's uh, let's do something with with this new sport. Uh, and soon after, the, the, it uh, it got their name, swim run. And um, uh, we actually start pushing swim run without any swim run equipment. We just said, "Yeah, head is a part of swim run," and uh, we, yeah, we we will uh, we will see what happens a little bit. We 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 had no plans of developing suits or anything, but uh, it took actually quite a long uh, for us to to. Um, yeah, to to produce the first swim run suit, that was a, uh, I had to really work hard to uh, to get the uh, the head international company to to believe in this project. With the, they they really said that oh, this is just uh, yeah, forget it. It's crazy happening. It's not going to be anything. So, but um, we really believed the. Uh, of this and yeah and then i designed the first swim run suit uh, for head back in 2012 uh, it came out on the market 2014 uh, and then we noticed that wow uh, the suits sold out very fast it took uh, mm. it took less than a season and we we sold everything we had uh, and head uh, head in the head office in in Italy said, "Wow, what was that? What was the most crazy <laughs> thing?" And then they start to to uh, feel that there, there is something in, in in this world we we should maybe have a look at. Uh, and then I get some more. Uh, yeah, they believed in my ideas a little bit more. And then we produce a full swimmer line, and 
open water equipment and um, triathlon stuff and everything. So uh, swim run was pretty much the, uh, for me, wow. it was important to, to set the new, uh, yeah, had some, some tools to work with when I launched. And um and b- before before head kind of came into the space, I mean, were there in the swimming space at all? Because in the United States, most people think of head; they think of tennis. They don't really yeah. think of a um, racquetball or like racket yeah. sports. Uh, yeah, head uh, tennis and uh, and uh, skiing. Here in Sweden, it's it's just a pure uh, racing ski racing brand. Uh, so people was just uh, they didn't know anything about uh, head swimming. Uh, which was quite quite hard to um, it, it's hard to do something when people don't know anything about the sport arena speed one tier is very strong in pool swimming mm-hmm. it, it was quite hard to to get in in that world so i felt we need something a little bit more extra crazy to uh, yeah to get some attention for for the brand that must have felt really good. You kind of, it seems like, it sounds like you took a big risk going to the, to the corp, corporate kind of heads and saying, there's this upcoming sport. I really think it's something going to be big. And, you know, it sounds like, okay, you can make one suit. And up until this time, swim runners were pretty much DIYing or, or they were their own wetsuit designers uh, with their old, you know, surfing wetsuits or their triathlon suits. And, and you came along and made something that was easier to, to move through nature in. And it's it's yeah. no uh, no surprise to me that that you sold out that first batch pretty quickly. So I just have a question about that. So so yeah. So you you observe the sport of swim run, you learn about it, and then you're like, I need to design a suit that's going to help people be in nature, as Chipper mentioned. Um, like how long? I mean, it sounds like the design process took a while, but but where were you getting your sort of inspiration? Like putting the zipper in the front and making sure that the material in the thighs is runnable in and things like that. Like where where was that inspiration coming from? We we had uh, such a good relation with uh, with swimrun uh, people here in uh, in Scandinavia. The swimrun was quite fast grew, uh, growing in, the, in that uh, that period. We, so. Uh, yeah, and Stockholm is located uh, close to Stockholm Archipelago, and uh, that area is like the mecca of swim run in, in the world. It's uh, uh, you can see people running around in the grocery stores wearing swim run equipment in the, <laughs> in the area. So that that's uh, <laughs> we were right in the center of where the sport was born and uh, where everything was happening. So. So we had good connection with with, uh, with athletes, and uh, I was testing, doing lots of. I did lots of swim run myself, and uh, so that was quite obvious what actually to do. Uh, place, um, um, yeah, make, make the make a swimming wetsuit uh, runnable uh, a little bit, and that was actually the the start you still use kind of uh, swimming wetsuits as base but you you added a front zipper and uh, uh yeah and floating uh, on the ties but the hips was more uh, thinner so so it more easy to run in uh, but if you if you look back now it was quite a heavy and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't the best option if you see it today. But um, uh, back then, it, it, it was okay. Huh? It, it was. I mean, it was a huge improvement from what people were yeah. seeing before. And I think this is the first time because the only "quote unquote" running you would really do in your triathlon wetsuit would be running from the water into transition one to go jump on your bike. So you know, maybe that's yeah. a quarter mile at the most. It's not a a uh, 40 something kilometer race and you know uh eight hours eight hours long that you have to be running almost 50 miles for the whole day so there's a huge difference between those two things and the demands that kind of the equipment that it puts on yeah. the equipment i guess yeah absolutely and to run in a wetsuit uh it's it's probably the, the most unclever thing you you <laughs> can do because it's <laughs> totally uh not breathable at all and it, yeah. it's heavy and it's uh, <laughs> so but but that combination to to make a, a suit uh yeah, equally good for both swimming and running that that's what's really uh, yeah that, that's what's interesting and uh i i could say that nobody have 
done it you're 100% good uh, even today so uh, well that's pretty um, i mean that's that's also fascinating right sort of the iteration i mean what we what we call generation 2 swim run wetsuits which you know you're the creator of those as well is kind of like the difference in materials where you're not even using a wetsuit material for um from the waist down um where where did you get well you know let's yeah, what, let's, what, take, let's take a step back i'm sorry like Chris I, and I are so excited so many so many out. questions but i'm just going to take a step back so 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 you design this wetsuit um it goes really well head goes all in end up becoming a sponsor of atala um, you're part of this whole thing. Um, at what point do you start thinking it's like, hey, I think I could do something even better? Yeah, we, we felt uh, quite early that the, the potential was very big, especially in, in Scandinavia. We, uh, we saw uh, some interesting moves in Europe. Uh, and it was like 2017, we... Uh, we um, or I decided to to leave head uh, because I I felt that I want to have yeah, do this for one hundred percent. Head is a big company and it takes a little long longer to produce stuff and there is more limited when it comes to uh, material and everything. So um, I I felt that we had to be very fast moving to follow this tra- trend and um uh, since no one actually was doing anything except head and uh, orca a little bit uh, came along a little bit later but uh the the potential was was huge to do something and and take the lead uh and i i had so many any ideas i, I wanted try out and do and uh, that was much easier to do when you uh, started your own brand and could uh, could spend more time of in product development and uh, yeah more fast moving uh, be smaller brand with a new more uh, young and cool yeah. attitude a little bit totally I mean I think arc sports is basic I mean they're a startup essentially like what we would say in the, in the Bay area or in, you know, you're a startup, you can move faster and you can, you can move and innovate faster than the big, the big companies like your Amazon or whatever, a small company can, can get things done quicker. And that's exactly sounds like what you were looking for at ARC and everything. Now, Chris and I both agree this way. There's no other way to put it, but simply the first kind of ARC suits with the running plus lower half totally completely changed the game of swim run and unlocked that sub nine hour to low finish and and even into the eight hour uh one that 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 um that we're seeing these days i mean how where did that kind of inspiration come from was it, it feels like that was a lot of pulling back from your kind of earlier fashion fashion days almost yeah we we felt that we we want to produce a a suit that was uh, equally good for running uh, as for swimming, and uh, and uh, b- until now, all pretty much all suits have had a ba- base in uh, in um, uh, a wetsuit, a swimming or a triathlon wetsuit. And uh, our the first thing is that we we had to do a super lightweight uh, model. Uh, we focus pretty much more on on the running than we do in the swimming because the running it's much more you spend more time running than swimming in uh, all the races uh since you have um uh, you have pool boys you have uh, floating uh, help from from uh, your uh, equipment you don't need heavy legs uh, you don't need big thick floating pads on the ties and everything uh, and i should say that that was the that was the biggest step we we just make the lower part uh, 100% made for running uh, we still use very uh, technical materials in the running uh, in the leg area it's from uh, yeah it's expensive material from uh, from france uh, it's more 
triathlon swimming material, but it's extremely fast and fast drying and uh, light and everything. But to make the, the leg parts 100% made for running, that, that, that was the biggest change, I think. Uh, and I'm surprised that nobody else in the business have done it. They still use very thick neoprene and they are very afraid of uh, getting cold when you swim. But I should say that the biggest thing is if you make a wetsuit that um, uh, that uh, keep the water out, uh, then you then you are fine. You you don't get cold, especially not in in the leg part. It doesn't matter really if you, as long as you keep your heart area uh, or your upper part uh, core, warm and yeah. okay. That's that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so we did. We have a like a design the the neck and the collar part is uh, like an anti-leak design so it will it will snug, keep a snug fit around your neck and collar and um, that's unique for for our suits and we uh, our keyword is lightweight uh, dry lightweight and uh, also the wet weight should be extremely light to well, you know, I have a funny story. I have a funny story about that. So I, um, I made a drunken purchase late at night where I ordered the Vig suit. And, um, you know, when it arrived, I was like, you know, it took a little bit for it to arrive. And um, when it arrived, I'm like, I can't believe they just sent an empty box. Like, like they just sent an empty box with nothing no. in it. And then, and it's like, oh, I see what's happening. This suit is just incredibly light. <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, and I think I think that's an amazing piece of technology. So um, because I'm such a fan of that suit, I'd love to hear a little bit about what what got you to think about putting the material that using the leg, the running plus plus on the sleeves and on the back to even make it a lighter sort of warm weather suit. Like where 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 did that sort of originate? Uh, yeah, the Vegas. Uh, I should say that that's actually the first uh, first uh, real swim round suit in the world. I should say it's uh, uh, where we use as uh, as little neoprene we uh, as we can. We still use uh, neoprene in the front, uh, the chest, and the stomach area, but that's it. Uh, rest of the suit is like a, a triathlon suit, a swim skin uh, as a base. It's a uh, really water repellent fabric uh super expensive which we like um, because then we know that nobody else will use it because it's too expensive for wow, <laughs> most point. other brands uh but the biggest uh if you look at top swim runners the top swimmers of the world they they don't need uh to carry around uh, heavy material, they want to uh, to race really fast. They are warm pretty much all the time. The swimming part, they will handle it because they swim fast. And uh, uh, so, I should say the Vig is absolutely perfect for also maybe not Ertle, uh, but uh, race. Uh, little bit shorter race uh, races when it's not really cold of course but uh, it's it's our absolutely the fastest suit we have in the in the segment and I said a, a, a real swim run suit yeah I mean um, I love it chippers jealous from, I'm so jealous and then the, and actually that suit is a little bit I think it's came too fast to the market a little bit most people don't really understand it because they are still think that you need very heavy thick neoprene suit to to survive if you uh, but then you, you when you run in it you you feel you're totally uh, you're totally free it's uh it's not like running and you're running uh, normal running uh, gear it's that's feeling what was we were searching that the running should be totally totally unaffected and and that's i mean that's the complete the exact thought i had i mean i've i've used many different suits over over the years but the first time i tried the arc the the orno 2 actually at catalina my first run in it i was like this is a complete game-changing suit and you know the old adage of like nothing new on race day 
it was such a good experience on my first experience with it. I decided I'm like, I'm just going to race with it the next day. And it worked out perfectly and it was great. And I absolutely, I absolutely love that. So, and I, I have ordered since ordered a VIG because I couldn't allow Chris to have the only one. Well, (laughs) and I was so jealous. That sale that was happening was great. Yeah, the sale was was Um, great. So, so, so I think the closest suit to the VIG is probably the new Uto in terms of, um, it, it kind of looks like the VIG, except it has neoprene on the shoulders and the back. Um, now that suit seems like, to me, that seems like the perfect suit for something like a Tala that's long, where you might want a little bit more warmth. Um, what do you think? Yeah, Uto is uh, the latest suit. And I should say Uto is a mix of uh, um, Uno and, uh, and VIG. Uh, it's extremely fast. We use um, uh, new uh, new kind of neoprene, which is more um, even more premium. Uh, so uh, you you have the uh, the super light uh, technical fabric uh, in the leg part, and then we have uh, slime stone Yamamoto neoprene, which is a ja- uh, Japanese latest, absolutely latest uh, type of neoprene. Uh, available extremely thin uh, if you compare Uta with biggest that you have more flotation in uh, in the Uta uh, thanks to the stomach area uh, just below the lungs uh, we have placed the foam uh, foam lamination instead of uh, neoprene it's a, it's a floating foam uh, and when we place this is you still you still have a great flexibility and all the part you you have the, the shoulder part is super flexible uh, thanks to the new neoprene but you have flotation as well uh, which is extremely lightweight so i think uta weights about the men's medium around 450 grams uh, the vig is down to uh, 270 grams and the owner is about 550 grams so um, that's getting down there that's that's uh that's pretty pretty light. Yeah, it's it's light. If you compare to to competitors, most models weight around one kilo. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, it's more has the weight of. Uh, yeah, so we're talking other, uh, we're talking suits. for our U.S. audience. We're talking point nine yeah. pounds. <laughs> so super light. Yeah, <laughs> super super light. Yeah. So so Daniel, I you're. I mean, obviously, we're talking about a lot of the functionality of the suit and and how great they are. But also, I think one thing that we can't deny is how just damn sexy these things are. I mean, you look and you feel like Batman at the second you put the suit on. I mean, is that something that was a conscious choice by you or was that other a broader kind of because it's definitely the, the, the kind of the theme of arc, like very minimal black, white. But it lo- it just looks Nine really forward. good. Super designed forward, super super trendy looking suit. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the. I always been inspired of uh, of the quite a minimalistic uh, yeah, design, and uh, it. If you look at Scandinavian design, Swedish design, it's lit, it's quite uh, stripped. Uh, it's not so much stuff. Uh, if you look at in the yeah the triathlon world, it's most suit is uh, lots of color, lots of stripes, and uh, there's uh, the pattern all over. And uh, and we uh, we want to keep it very clean. Focus on small things. We have uh, our design strategies. Uh, I say it's for us. It's very important to to build a brand and look. Look really cool and different, and um, focus on small details, but uh, not overdo anything. Uh, this reflects a little bit the Swedish archipelago mm-hmm. uh, environment, and uh, where where actually Ark is born. In this kind of uh, yeah, this kind of environment. So so let's let's go back a little bit because before Arc even launched, um, you guys gave the suits to some athletes that were competing at Atala and essentially set world records <laughs> before a- before you even launched the company. Um, these yeah. were the prototype suits. Like that must have been just an amazing feeling. Um, is 
were, were you guys just like, oh yeah, we definitely have something here after that? Yeah, for sure. That that, that was the start. Then we knew that uh, yeah, we we are on the right track, and uh, that was lots of headlines because uh, yeah, I was at head before, and there was some crazy period after this. But um, we uh, we were we knew we had uh, good products but then we won the, the men's uh, race and the uh, the women uh, race uh, yeah so so that was that was the start of everything and we were quite fast after that to to really uh, yeah make most out of it uh, so yeah sure that that, that was the big big uh, yeah. start of now we'd be remiss to not ask you about the Arc Keel, one of our most prized possessions, <laughs> personally. Um, so yeah. this was that you know that we love the whole kind of the pull boy culture within swim run of the DIY. You're making your own tethers and you're making your own mounts and everything. But the Arc Keel kind of came out, and it, it was a little bit of this game changing kind of element. Obviously, it looks it looks really sharp, but you can tell it's one of the first products that, that truly feels optimized for the swim run kind of experience. I would really love if you can kind of like touch on your R and D process for, for kind of the, the original arc keel design. Yeah. The, uh, a normal pool boy is, is quite boring. Actually. It's just a <laughs> piece of uh, foam you have cropped in. <laughs> and if you swim in a, in a normal uh, pool boy, it, it just, uh, drags you yeah it's totally uh, nothing to if if you want to uh, have a uh, if you're looking for speed it's uh, it's totally not <laughs> it's it's not uh, anything to look at but uh, uh, we want to create a floating uh, device which was uh, formed like a boat's keel actually with the lowest water resistance available um, we tested different shapes we uh, uh, i was actually cutting big foam blocks here in the garage and tried a little bit we tried in different <laughs> uh, shapes and we uh, we were testing 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 with our uh, uh, team athletes mm-hmm. uh, and our team athletes they are they are very uh, they love this kind of uh, development uh, and test stuff. So we, we were building, building like huge pool boys and uh, smaller ones. And But the keel was, um, it took very long actually uh, because we, we had to explain for the factory exact how the shape should be and the, the saddle curved top part. And But um, yeah, a lot of testing and uh, tried actually to do the fastest pool boy uh, available not just the swimming help for for uh, boys it, it should be very fast through the water um, and yeah. i think that that's the that was a very popular uh, product uh, when we launched so so daniel while you were designing it what was was it also part of the thought process it's like hey we're making these suits that aren't exactly super buoyant because we're focused on speed and being able to run quickly was the idea is like oh if you make a super buoyant pool buoy then that sort of replaces the need to have you know thick Negates neoprene that, yeah. kind of like on the thighs and things like that yeah exactly that's the whole thing you you uh, as you can use a pool boy uh, there's no need to have thick heavy neoprene on the thighs which you should run around with the whole day uh so you can uh, strip down everything and the lower part and uh, we have the floating uh, area uh below the lungs on the suits and that's it so we keep it on the stomach we call it the, the master belt it's like it goes around the core for support and we have the floating in the middle but that's it on the suit and then we have uh then we have the pool boys uh, we have the um, uh, the standard keel we have the uh, keel plus which is mm-hmm. uh, the big as it's the big one, the big, the yeah. big daddy. Yeah, that, that, that's the big one. And actually, we we come with a small, uh, little one. Ooh. So we will have a keel uh, family. Uh, what's what's that uh, one going to be called? Like the keel minus, the junior, 
Ja, uh, oh, yeah, that's the Kiel S. Uh, oh, oh, slim or small or whatever. Yeah, so that, that would be the little brother and the... the so it, wow, <laughs> the I think, whole collection. I of, think that's an exclusive yeah. for, for the show. This is, uh, this is new intel for us. This is great. And I, I <laughs> yeah, will say... We we have been using, we both raced in the Kiel Plus. I mean, it's a great buoy. And it was, I mean, I think the easy thing that probably most companies would have done is take the Kiel, which is already a hit successful product, and just like ex- make it taller or, or widen it in a little bit and make it just the bigger version. It's it's not just that. It's not just a taller Kiel. It's, it's actually completely, it feels like it was designed as a totally separate product, not just let's make this but bigger. It seems like there was thought in it to make it a totally new product because it does have different considerations. Yeah, it's a little different. We uh, we we try different uh, shapes a little bit to uh, because it's when you have a big pool boy like that, we it it needs to fit. Uh, if it, we try to do it even bigger, but uh, and smaller, but we, we I think we, we find a quite a good uh, solution and. Um, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's uh, it's not uh, it's not just longer. It's it's more shaped a little bit to to fit better for for that specific size. Yeah, and and we've been absolutely loving that one. Now, um, now I think one of the first things when you get started in swim run, you kind of notice you're like, well, when I run, there's a lot of shit to carry around. Like I got my paddles, I got my tether, got all this stuff, and a lot of kind of swim run wetsuits you don't see a ton of out outside storage like maybe storage on your legs or you know usually you'll you'll get kind of a zippered or a flapped pocket in the in the lower back area but i'd, I'd be curious to kind of hear your thinking in general about storage on swim run wetsuits and kind of why more brands including arc are kind of opting against providing on suit kind of storage right and and transitioning to like the kangaroo top the kangaroo or something top yeah. and stuff yeah uh, that that was uh, our first uh, suit, Una. When we launched it, it has nothing, no pockets, absolutely empty. Uh, we we stripped everything uh, because of the other brands. They they uh, went the opposite way. They added pockets all over. They added uh, loops and hooks and uh, mesh pockets and blah 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 uh, all over. Uh, it's like a yeah, it's like a race uh, road race bike. Uh, the more you strip it, the better, the lighter it will be. Uh, good athletes, good swim run athletes, they they don't need uh, to put stuff all over the the body. If you have uh, if you have like a kangaroo top uh, with pockets uh, pocket system. You have it inside the suit, then you can cab down the suit if you want, run long distances. There is no uh, stuff that's jumping around on the uh, on the cab down suit uh, that disturb you. You have everything tied to the body. Uh, so we we were quite fast to get rid of all unnecessary, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just features that people or other brands really lift but we we did the opposite we just remove them because they, they are not if you want to ride fast they, they you don't need them there yeah and i i think there is a little bit too that that everyone races and trains and everyone's personal swim run setups are so different and so drastically different it would be really hard to say okay a leg pocket sounds really good or two interior pockets sound like a good idea for everybody it's there's so much variance it's really hard to 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 probably pin it down to just one component that would be helpful yeah it is everybody if you are if you should ride or a sprint race or if it's a warm day or a cold day or whatever so it depends a little bit what kind of if you should stay out the whole day or if you're just running three hours for uh, to set a new record or um, but i think to to wear too much stuff uh, on the outside of the suit put things on the inside pockets and everything it's 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 uh, it's more you you will 
be faster if you put them inside tight to the body. Uh, you can uh, you can close the suit around your your stuff uh, when you uh, when you run. That 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 will be uh, that will be easier. And we have been following the sport for so long now, so we we have seen the trends a little bit. And uh, uh, the less equipment you bring, the better it is. Uh, in the beginning, people were running with backpacks, and there was uh, <laughs> hydration. Mattresses. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> they looked like a Christmas trees. There was so many uh, gadgets <laughs> dangling around, and. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they had floating pads all over and it was quite messy watching for a designer as me <laughs> <laughs> so just wanted to to make it more uh, uh strip it down make it more racy and uh fast and uh, think to to the basic fundamentals in the sport what what make you fast and, uh, that, that was yeah, nice. That was good. <laughs> and and great segue there. So you're saying you guys are watching the trends and kind of the swim run. Where do you see as you know? We're just gonna say probably one of the most influential swim run right what's yeah. your designers out there. If right. Not besides the, besides the trend that everyone's copying you. Yeah. <laughs> where do you see the kind of the next generation of of swim run suits going? Is it is it kind of this arms race of of lighter is better and who can who can make them the best running suit or is there another component that you are kind of seeing as an opportunity? Yeah, I I see the testing new materials uh i would love to see a swim run suit uh without neoprene since neoprene it's it's good for swimming of course uh but for running it's uh, it's not the best material and the environment uh, too, it's not yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely so um to find to produce the next generation suit i think lightweight the wet weight should be uh, should be a key uh Using um, yeah, other type of fabrics, don't use floating thick uh, neoprene. Yeah, we we will we will focus more on the um, on the running part actually, and uh, the swimming will always be fine. But uh, the running part, I think, is more key issue to to run completely unrestricted. Yeah, I mean that sounds that makes sense. I think now for Arc as a whole. Um, do you guys see yourself sort of branching into triathlon suits or you're going to stay solidly within the swim run lane and just kind of see where that, where that evolves? Uh, we, yeah, the core will, uh, will be swim run for sure. That's uh, what we, uh, what ARC is about now, but, uh, we will, uh, we will grow. We have some uh, cool, uh, stuff coming up. Uh, so in swim run there is uh, of course there's both swimming and running uh, and uh, we will definitely make something within both those area and uh, yeah, follow up with uh, with swim run uh, so that's um, I think swim run we will have a good solid uh, uh, the line for for next season so yeah we we will we will definitely look at uh, some other areas as well yeah nice i i want to touch a little bit on this new this new program that that arc has kind of launched the remark uh now this is a little bit of this is kind of a little bit of like an environmental uh play a little bit as well as uh, you know, kind of lowering that that barrier to entry for some people who are getting into to swim run, and obviously they might see the arc suits probably high on the podium or or all around since they are fairly popular. But it definitely uh, so the folks that don't know, Remark is um, Arc is taking suits that are either have been returned or have light usage, and they're repairing them up to like as good a new condition as they can, and then reselling those at at a significant discount. Um, yeah. So I was I was wondering if you can kind of touch a little bit about where that kind of idea and how that kind of came about. Yeah, that, that we had the idea for for uh, for a long time since uh, many people they they get a little scratch on the suit and 
they uh, it's hard to fix yourself but uh, we get some suits back and uh, we felt that it's so uh, it's uh, you can't throw them away it's like a waste too, it, yeah too wasteful such yeah. a good yeah, just, suit it's just, just send them me it, yeah maybe frame them uh, it's such a little scratch yeah so we 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 decide quite fast that we we should we should definitely do something because it's um uh, for the environment and f- for uh, people who who want to try them out, and uh, me myself, I, I love this kind of uh, looking at uh, Patagonia and the North Face and uh, stuff. Yeah. And they do the same kind of uh, of uh, yeah recycled programs, and I think it's brilliant and uh, it's really up to date. So um, now I try to fix everything I can. Uh, we have a little uh, workshop in <laughs> in the in our uh, ARC headquarters where we. Uh, fix everything and um uh, yeah mo- most of the even if you get a big scratch in the neoprene we can actually fix it now so it's it looks a little bit like frankenstein but uh, uh-huh. it, it will last so uh yeah so so we will definitely continue with that one not all uh, and also for um for uh, equipment as uh, pool boys and uh, kangaroo tops and uh, and uh, not only suits, but so the remote program is. Uh, I think that that's here to stay. It's just it's just starting I mean, out, so great, more to come. It's a great idea. Now, Daniel, I'm yeah. going to ask you. Um, I don't want our listeners to think that we're not asking the hard questions. So, one of the knocks on Arc suits is durability. Right, they're made from such thin delicate materials that are awesome on races but you know people are worried that sort of the shelf life of these suits for use in training um isn't as long because you really have to baby them so you don't you know get holes in them and things like that is that something that is that feedback that you guys have heard and what are you doing to kind of address you know those those types of questions yeah that that's uh that's the key point right now we have with the with the production since since all the producers they are used to to make uh triathlon suits uh, in neoprene and the triathlon suits you use for uh, an hour one and a half and then you put it in uh, in your bag and that's it but yeah. the swimrun suit they are or they have been produced at the same same way but uh, you wear it the whole day you're uh, uh, cabbing down and you're running through uh, uh, nature scratch it and the cliff and it need to be much more it, some areas need to be really reinforced in the, when it comes to construction to to last for a swim run and and here we had some issues from from start with uh, some areas where we actually we noticed after a season or uh, so that yeah this area have been it's it's much more um uh yeah I, we we need to strengthen up this uh, it needs to be reinforced yeah, yeah uh, so we uh, we definitely have this in mind that some some parts need to be really specific reinforced for for the sport of swim run with no uh, producers had done before so uh so we had um uh, I should say for next season we we will have um, uh, we have strengthened up the, the the line even more uh, to to really uh, try to minimum the, those kind of uh, yeah, durability problems. Awesome. Yeah, that's uh, okay. That's I mean I think that's, that's I mean a pretty that's, good response. You saw you saw there was an issue with it, yeah, and I mean, you've adjusted your uh, you know your your supply chain to yeah. Kind of... I mean definitely appreciate that answer. I mean to tell you a funny story, Daniel. So Chipper was wearing his Orno two in training the whole time, and I was like, dude, what are you doing? I like that thing is so like you should just save it for races. But you kept you kept saying no, no, I love it too much. And then when I got the vig after one swim run training i was like i get it now i just want to wear i just want to wear my arc suit like i don't yeah. care what happens yeah 
yeah, but that, that, that's great to hear. Though. That's, and I should say that uh, if uh, we want to be a part of the, the swimrun community and uh, we want to help our, we not want to just want to sell stuff to people. We want to sell something and be involved mm-hmm. in the process after. We want to, we love to hear stories, how it's going. If there is a problem, uh, come back to us and we try to fix it right away. So I think that's super important for a brand to be really a part of, of the customer's life, not just sell stuff because that's not interesting for for us like that. We 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 live the brand and really our passion is to to provide the best products available for for uh, for uh, our swim runners. Uh, I think that that's that's so important today that you you don't just hide away if something bad happens or if you see a durability problem or something you just fix it and be very yeah you be, shouldn't be a problem to to contact mm-hmm. us and, and get help that's yeah that's important. Oh, I mean, right. I think it's great sort of the duality of that where you're trying to be on the cutting edge of, of technology and innovation, but still, you know, actually care about the people that, you know, you're not just designing it for design's sake. Like you want it to be useful. You want it to be functional. You want it to last. Um, and I think, you know, we've, we've loved ARC ever since Christopher um, agreed to be on our podcast when he had really had no business even agreeing to be on the podcast. I think it was like episode six or something. Yeah. Right before um, Catalina and, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, I'll, I'll just keep saying it. It's like, it's it's so easy to root for, for ARC Sports to do well because mm-hmm. everything's coming from the right place and sort of the magic of swim run, which is something that we talk about a lot. I think it's sort of embedded in sort of the ethos of ARC Sports. And I mean, I just think it's great. Yeah, and I think even look at the, the ARC, uh, ARC Souls account on, on Instagram is a great example. I mean, you're highlighting... Yeah, the the arc athletes that you have, but then other, I guess, amateur kind of athletes that aren't on your official kind of program and stuff. And I think all that is really good about being active in in the community and everything. And I think, um, yeah, you're doing, you guys are doing a doing a pretty great job there. Yeah, there's there's no question yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. We just wanted to yeah, let you know. Yeah, that. that's, yeah, that's great. We we try to do it and. Uh, yeah, this this year we also we started up the the, the company in US and uh, mm-hmm. we believe strongly in the US market as well and uh, would love to like uh, yeah get people try the suits and yeah. uh, and try out the sport because it's it's quite quite cool and yeah really and people who tried it they, they get really they get stuck. I, I think, uh, you know, we've we've hit on this before, but I think the ARC rental program, I mean, you have that obviously with Attila, but with the Odyssey races, Odyssey Swim Run in the United States here, what a, what a genius idea that seems like kind of one of those no-brainer things. Like, why didn't somebody think about renting their suits out for like 80 bucks for one day? And that way you don't have to drop three or 400 on a new suit. You just rent it yeah, and you give it back at the end. the entry. You can come try it. So smart. So smart. Yeah, yeah, that, that's good. It's uh, me myself. I've, I do lots of skiing, and uh, and it's the same idea from that world. It's like you you can rent a pair of super good skis and try them yeah. out, and yeah. if you like this, it's fine. You don't need to buy them for a thousand dollars just for, uh, for one the, weekend or whatever. Is, is that, is that trip, how much skis uh, yeah. cost? Skis cost a thousand dollars. I mean, I'm not, a skier, I'm not a skier, but that either. seems like that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah they do. Wow. <laughs> Without <laughs> bindings. Without bindings. Wow. It's like triathlon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, Daniel, you know, we've kept you on for a while. We know it's late evening in Sweden. Um, you know, obviously, every, everyone can go to arcsports.com to learn more. Um, we just really want to thank you so much for being on the show and sort of sharing, you know, sort of the design journey that you're on and... And yeah, we'll keep rooting for you guys. This is great. Yeah, thanks. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. You can also sign up for a newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions, 
or suggestions for the show, drop us an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run activities, hobbies, and other bullshit we do. (laughs) Finally, (laughs) you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. And then a run. And then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then run to the finish line. And just keep going until you're done. Yes. Or until run you to cross the, or, the finish line. Or run to the car. Or run to your car. Somewhere. Just keep running. Please.